You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to another fan critical podcast. Today, this is actually a weird situation that we actually all find ourselves in. Mm. Uh, we're discussing a film that we've already dissected once before in podcast form. Yeah. Um, you know, some say this is the way that we really intended this podcast to be presented to, to the audience, but it just <laughs> took us you know, several years uh, perfecting the format. And then there was an online campaign, which obviously, um, you know, hashtag release the fan critical podcast uh, was going. And now it's here. Mm. I think that was just a bot, to be honest. I think that was just a bot. Yeah, lots of bots. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that voice that you hear is our very own version of Dark Side. It's John. How you doing, mate? Conquered any worlds? Uh, barely conquered my own household, to be honest. So there you no. go. So, um, but it's interesting that yeah. I've gone from, you know, the Dark Knight, the brooding Dark Knight is what you had me in the original mm. podcast that we did. And now suddenly I'm yeah. the most evil person in the universe. So that's the universe. good. Yeah. Probably more accurate. Yeah, that is good. It's the evolution of your character over the last few years. Um, I think everyone will agree yeah. that you have, you know, got a dark side to you, especially when it comes to reviewing films. Some say you're searching for the anti-film equation. But you don't know where to find it. So <laughs> anyway, hell, yeah. yeah, good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. So yes, yes, uh, people who haven't twigged what we're talking about yet, we are talking about Zack Schneider's Justice League, which is his uh, true apparent 
representation, uh, the way the film should have been presented to audiences um, and not the Joss Whedon version. Now, a little bit of backstory. Let's just go through it for anyone who doesn't know what has gone on with this film. So essentially, during production, Zack Schneider, obviously there was a massive tragedy within his family and he was unable to finish production um, on Justice League. So DC um, and the studios felt that it was... Uh, they'd give it to a trusted pair of hands, as you'd say, in Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, who helmed the Avengers Assemble movie, um, uh, to much critical acclaim. So everyone thought, you know, we couldn't give it to anyone better to finish this film. Uh, The film came out, uh, we reviewed it, as did obviously many other people, and critically, I would say it was panned. Uh, would you say that is fair, John? Uh, I mean, it's certainly accurate what you're saying. I thought I thought it was unfair yeah. at the time, to be honest. Yeah. I think it was... Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to your little reaction. Getting annoyed already. Um, <laughs> yeah, getting annoyed already. Uh, so, yeah, critically panned. And, you know, it turns out that a couple of years later down the line, Zach uh, wants to finish the film with his vision. Um, they obviously shot a lot more than was in the original movie. The original movie ran around two hours, 20-ish, I think, um, the theatrical cut. Oh, I think it was less than two hours, I think. it Maybe maybe it even was. And at the time, I, I mean, I think we all agreed that some of it felt very rushed uh, because of this. Mm. Uh, the Zack Schneider version runs at four hours. So that's pretty insane, really. And what they've actually done with it is put it into six parts on HBO Max, or whatever streaming service you use in different countries. Uh, So it's more episodic. um, And hopefully, and we'll tell you what we think anyway, hopefully tells a more coherent story. Um, So, John, can you believe that this has happened, first and foremost? Um, Um, No. Can you believe it? I No, are you trying to make a pun there or something? That's the second time you've had a go at saying, can you believe it? But no, I'll just leave. No, no, there's no pun involved. Just uh, a simple question. Stop looking for meaning where there is none. (laughs) Continue. So, no, I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable, isn't it? Um, I mean, for a start, uh, there are a lot of people that were speculating that the Schneider Cut was just a a fallacy. It wasn't it wasn't a real thing. It didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. and I think maybe like for 18 months to two years after um, the bastard, the bastardized version of the Justice League came out, um, you still had like hints to it, but no real like, does it exist? And I think finally, um, it might have been one of the actors, um, maybe like Henry Cavill or um, someone like that. Re- 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 Ray Fisher. That, yeah, potentially Ray Fisher. I mean, he was just looking to have a mm-hmm. go at Joss Whedon. But anyway, so... Um, yeah. And then Schneider confirmed that, yeah, you know, that film that came out in the cinema was not my film. There's about 20% of footage. <laughs> 20% of my footage was, was used, something like that. And everyone yeah. was like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. But obviously you still... Yeah, there's, no, there's no chance they're obviously going to they're gonna redo it because, I mean, it bombed. I mean, certainly critically at mm-hmm. least. Um, and money-wise, like... I mean, look, it did all right, but not what they wanted it to do. They wanted it to be a, a fucking Ooh. super hit. Mega hit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the power of social media. Um, you talk about, like, we live in a world where crowdfunding is 
you know, a very common thing, but very rarely do you get fans that have forced, almost forced a studio to look at it and go, do you know what? This might be a decent vehicle for us. And, and obviously HBO Max were looking for some original content that like some, some of their team must have been analyzing the social media hype around this Schneider cut. And someone's obviously had a mm-hmm. word and said, does, does this actually exist and is it doable? Someone's given old Zaki a call and, uh, and here we are. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I mean, it's it's not like we're not, you know, d- directors' cuts are not a foreign concept. Um, Definitely not. But uh, but typically, I mean, <laughs> very rarely would you get a film uh, that hasn't done well that everyone's like, oh, there's going to be a director's cut of that. I mean, no one's going, oh yeah, what, what was that? Um, what was that Disney film that just completely bombed, <laughs> like John something? Which one? Ah, uh, what was it called? What? What was it called? Do you mean like the Good Dinosaur, maybe no, or something? No, that was pretty shit. Well, anyway, or imagine <laughs> imagine Pearl Harbor. Imagine someone was like, "Look, there's yeah. actually a director's cut of Pearl Harbor, and it's oh, know, who cares? This director's cut is comparable to Saving Private Ryan. You'd be in tears watching this. Like, you'd still be like, "No way, man! We're not we're not doing that again. Fucking hell! Ben Affleck as well. Probably the most." Fe- Probably the most famous one, though, is Blade Runner, which was critically not well received and then did get the director's cut, the final cut, which is, you know, mm. markedly was better. was a cult hit, though. was a cult was hit. was a cult hit, yes, yes. Anyway, so the question was, can I believe it? I can't believe it. Yeah, he sounds so shocked. Um, yeah. It's crazy stuff. Honestly, it is genuinely mental that, that this happened because... Um, because of a Twitter campaign, essentially, and just a bit of peer pressure. But HBO Max, very clever. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? You know, do, do we get to a point where, obviously, look, I think it's fairly obvious, I don't care if you've watched Game of Thrones or not, that everyone thought the last season, bar, mm. you know, a couple of episodes. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, those last two episodes. The first three episodes are good. Yeah. First three episodes are good. Yeah. Um, Back end is terrible. But those one. last two episodes are diabolical. I know. Isn't it mad that three hours can undo 60 hours of good work? Isn't it mad? Isn't it mad? Yeah. Well, yeah, but c- can you imagine, you know, a couple of years from now, they're like, look, you know, there's actually a much better version of this. And then they just did it. Oh, honestly, honestly, there, there's been chat around Game of Thrones being refilmed, season eight being refilmed many times. And I, I wouldn't bet against it, John. I genuinely <laughs> would not bet against it. Well, you've heard it here first, if it does happen. You've heard it first. But let's move on to what we thought originally. So obviously, as I said, everyone, this is the re-edited version of the podcast that we brought to you two years ago over two years ago one of our first ever podcasts was justice league here's some of our thoughts it was me john and gareth and here's some of our thoughts on what we thought of the original justice league every review that you read or well i say every review so the good reviews are yeah it's a good film and the bad reviews are this is fucking awful and and i don't like the uh kind of the drasticness of the of the bad reviews pissing me off to be honest so maybe because of that i enjoy the film even more like maybe maybe i'm being blinded by rage but well i I look at and i did this straight after the film as well i was that annoyed i started going through all of the marvel films 
and some of the marks that they got on Rotten Tomatoes. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. 2008, so bad they just pretended it didn't even exist. 67% rated fresh. <laughs> Iron Man Iron Man 2, 73%. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm raging. It's raging. But so so we can take from that that you that you that you actually thought this film was, you know, up there in terms of a superhero film. I mean, there's so many now. Obviously, there's so many comparisons we can draw. But but you were happy with what they had done with this film. Yeah, look, I enjoyed it. I think um they uh, maybe they've made too much of an effort to uh, to come away from what has relatively been quite a, a dark uh, universe. Like DC seems to have taken that kind of route mm. um, of being a little bit more slightly depressing, and, and maybe that's uh, the Zack Snyder effect. Obviously, you go back to The Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, that is a depressing movie. I mean, yeah. it's fantastic, uh, but it's relatively depressing. Um, and I think maybe they, they have tried to be a little bit more Marvel this time around. Uh, I don't think that's hurt it. Um, but they can't win. Can't win, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. I... Maybe I'm going to make John happy because, um, I, I didn't like it and, um, but I didn't hate it. Mm. I would say it was like a, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a blanket kind of five out of 10 blueberries on the blueberry rating system. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's like, it's pretty bland. That was my problem with it. And a lot of the time you would rather a film that was terrible than a film that's just meh. And this film was pretty meh. I just found the, the threat was sort of stupid, nondescript, um, and undeveloped or underdeveloped and the the heroes were i mean i don't know it's just i, I think i could have written that when i was seven don't you think? <laughs> jesus you should be in hollywood mate i'm gonna fall in the middle of you two uh here so i'm gonna say that it was it was better than i expected i think it should be certified fresh i agree with john i, I don't <laughs> At the moment, I think I looked earlier this afternoon and it was tracking at like 41% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's just, that's a bit ludicrous. I mean, it's definitely better than that. I'd give it like 60, I'd give it like 61, 62% or something to be accurate. You can tell there's a lot of material that was sort of in this film that they've cut out of it to make it like two hours. Like, I, I think there might be like a director's cut of this coming out at some point um, because there were just a couple of gaps, like Gaz said, that were sort of, like Gaz said, that was sort of underdeveloped. Well, as you can tell there, listeners, um, one, uh, we were very young um, when we started this podcast. You can tell, you can tell. Uh, two, the audio quality was abysmal, so we apologise for that. And three, the blueberry scale clearly has evolved because <laughs> Gareth gave it five out of ten blueberries, which is fucking mental. Yeah. And yes, um, you know, we've had to learn things along the way. You know, we've made the blueberry system more refined. We've got it to a place now where we feel it is the most elite system in uh, critic in the critic world, John. So, well, certainly any kind of review uh, metric oh. or barometer that uses yeah. fruit. Agreed. Like, I, I don't think yeah, there's any 
any other fruits that would be comparable. Definitely not. And, you know, if you were to potentially tell the audience your opinion on the Zack Schneider cut of Justice League and Blueberry, could you please do that for them now? Could you tell the audience could. Uh, what you think? Obviously, you were quite defensive. I was um, defensive. Towards the original. And, I, th- uh, you know, you referenced it there when you chatted about it. But to do with your rage, I think you were more angry at the fact that some Marvel films were getting um, even higher scores than Justice League, like Thor, The Dark World and shit like that. Well, um, yeah. And you felt slighted. Because you're a DC boy, really, not... deep down. Well, look, I mean... Deep down, you're a DC boy. If, uh, you know? Well, look, I mean, if um, anyone that's kind of in their, you know, mid-30s, which is what I am, so yeah. factually yeah. still there, um, you'd have grown up on Superman and Batman. Like, no one gave a fuck about Iron Man. I don't, I don't care who you are. No, the, the, only one, <laughs> the, the only one of that group... Stanley. The only one of that group... You'd be like, mm, I mean, Captain America, Spider-Man. yeah, but no, I'm talking about Spider-Man, I'm talking about the original um, Avengers group, oh, yeah. right? They were just loads of like, oh fuck off, like who gives a fuck about yeah. Black Widow? No one, right? I'm talking about people that grew up as the only one in that group where you'd be like, oh fucking hell, is is the Incredible Hulk? Like, absolutely, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, he he yeah. is, yeah. Um, so yeah, of course. Like, if you if you got to be a DC boy, Superman and Batman. Oh, come on, that they are the best. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. So anyway, they're the best ones. They are the best ones. They're the they best are. ones. Fucking yeah. Look at the, I mean, look at the Christopher <laughs> Nolan trilogy. It shits over everything else. But anyway, anyway. So um, yeah, maybe I am a DC boy. But uh, bearing in mind, um, I think the point I was making back in the day is. Um, I uh, look. I got very, very defensive because I feel like all of the DC films that were coming out, they were they were starting at zero, having to work their way up. Whereas some of these Marvel films, honestly, and look back, some of them have aged terribly. Like something like Iron Man two and three, where it's like, well, you know, look, the worst score mm-hmm. this is going to get is three out of five, and it's like, why? Well, why is it that it's got this divine right to be a good film unless it completely fucks up? Like, no, no. Like, the the scoring to me was not fair, and I felt like certainly back then, at least, like no no one can tell me Man of Steel um, is a rotten film. Like the the stuff that it's trying to do in that, the emotional beats that it has, versus something like Thor: The Dark World. Um, like fucking hell! Like Kevin Costner is his dad in that. Like that tugs at the heartstrings, man. Like, I I really enjoyed yes. it, and yeah, some of the fighting is a bit stilted because it's fucking Superman. Like he can't be hurt. Um, but even still, like yeah, do do I recognise that Justice League two thousand seventeen was a great film? Absolutely not. Um, so what I was trying to say is it's not a terrible film. And obviously, I haven't yeah. I haven't watched it since. And look, let's be honest, it's pretty poor. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I just got overly defensive back then um, because I felt like it was a bang average film. It's one of those where it's like you go to the cinema and it's like, yeah, okay, fine. A bit like Avatar, you know, just it's just a bit nothing <laughs> to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so now we come back to to the future, and and there's a little bit of a, a build up to this. So let, let's let's analyze the whole scenario here. 
Um, you've got mm-hmm. a guy in Zack Schneider who it's obviously his dream to make this Justice League film. He's making the film that he wants to make, regardless of what people thought of um, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. He's persisting. He's bringing yeah. all these characters together. He's worked his bollocks off, let's be honest. If you look at this film and what they've done with it and the characters they've introduced and the storyline that they go down, like he's worked his ass off on this. His daughter passes away during filming, so he leaves the filming. Loads of people speculate that he's been fired because the film's shit. That's what happened at the time. Mm. Now, he has mm. to sit there. Four years pass, or three years and everyone is like, yeah, it was terrible. Don't do that. Don't remake that. Blah, blah, blah. Zack Schneider, he's basically ruined the DC universe. It's all his fault. <laughs> so he has to sit yeah. there as a creator, as an artist, on his dream project with all the stuff that's going on in his personal life, people shitting all over him. He gets an opportunity to make this film. And, I mean, fucking hell, basically driven by fans and this belief that mm-hmm. there's a better film there. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense. And as you said, I mean, the original one was rushed the fuck. So we then get this film and I'm sitting there and genuinely I'm like, please be decent. Like if he does a four hour film yeah. um, and it comes out, it gets battered and panned and gets the oh same Rotten Tomato score as, as the last one, I'm going to be devastated. So I, I'm going into this. Like sitting there going, right, okay, where are we going with this? And the intro, immediately, I'm like, thank fuck we're not dealing with Henry Cavill uh, in a fucking uh, a mobile yeah, phone weird, camera that. shot where he's got a massive yeah. lumpy lip because Joss Sweden has decided tash. to bring him back and try and rub his tash <laughs> away because of a dispute with another film yeah. studio. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, so we have a blueberry system, and I'm happy to say that for me, um, I would give this film four blueberries. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice. but more, more importantly, like fucking people should be looking at Zack Schneider um, and apologising because fuck me, like the difference in quality of the two films. And yeah, I can accept yeah. there's loads of stuff that you could still go, yeah, I'm not happy with that. And and there are some people that I know who are like, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't like it or I thought it was average at best. And I can accept that um, because I know that critically it's it's done very, very well. Fans are fucking loving it. It's got like an audience score of 96% with over 20,000 reviews already. Like, so he got to make the film that he wanted to make. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, is it too long? Yes. Uh, are there some problems with it? Yes. Um, and we'll talk about Jared Leto later. But other than that, um, yeah, I, I loved it. So four bloobs from me. Wow. And there you have it. Zack Schneider has pleased our very own dark side. Um, I I knew you would like this version of the film. Um, you know, I like which, you know, quite dark films. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, so when this was first announced, I was certain that it was going to be terrible. I was absolutely certain. And this is no offense to Zack Schneider because I do like some of the things that he's done. Like I like 300 a lot. I think there's a lot in that. It's very stylistic and 
Uh, it's a great film to watch, you know, when you just need a bit of fire in your belly. You need to be pumped up a bit. Love that film. <laughs> uh, Watchmen, yeah. which me and you uh, love. I actually think he did a fantastic job with Watchmen. I think that's a very good film. It's one of my favourite superhero films. Um, because, that, and as anyone knows, we did the Watchmen Watchers podcast. We love that universe. But the actual film, I think Zack Snyder did a fucking good job. Uh, I think it's very stylish. Uh, stylish, sorry. I think I think the actors are very good. I think the characterization's very good. Yes, there's some changes from the graphic novel, but they're not you know, they're not massive changes. I th- I think it did a very good job, and I was very happy. Batman vs Superman, one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I think um, an absolute travesty of a film. Um, and I will say that this film cannot escape some of the problems that were just. Just it inherits so much baggage of that shit film that I think it's always going to struggle, no matter what remake you do with this cut. However, I sat down and I watched this in one sitting, and fuck me, it is so much better than the theatrical cut that I was like, wow, okay, for once, you know, you know, you hear about these things, directors saying, oh, my vision wasn't realized. Well, yeah, I'll tell you something, Joss Whedon did a fucking terrible job <laughs> with the film after watching this. And I like Joss Whedon. I mean, I like him in terms of Buffy and in terms of Avengers, but, you know, we don't, none of us really like Joss Whedon anymore because apparently he's a bit of a dick. But, um, you know, in terms of writing and the way he puts together stories, he's always done a good job. But I have to say, he left some fucking mental things on the cutting room floor um, for, for some no apparent reason, reshot that crazy moustache scene that you talked about, John, and some other stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck is, what is, why? Like when you, when, when some of the stuff was already done, you know? Um, so a couple of things. Um, sorry, Zach, for thinking you made a shit film in the first point, uh, in the first place. You're right, John, I should apologize. Cause I, even though everything went on, I, I still put a lot of blame onto his shoulders. I think, I think the film is much more coherent now. I think the villain has more motivation. Mm. I think the level of peril and danger is uh, better realised and feels to me like I actually felt the weight of what these characters were going through. Um, Ray Fisher's character of Cyborg is completely changed to the point where, thank fuck, he's got a backstory now. Um, Yeah, he's still a bit morose and depressed, but that's his character in this film. Like, that's just the place he's at. Um, You know... it made more sense the the sort of extended universe stuff um, is very fan servicey, but at the same time, it's building to something. Yeah. Uh, whether or not we ever see that something is another question. But um, I much I found this film so much more enjoyable. Um, there's a couple of weird decisions, like the four three aspect ratio, um, <laughs> which we'll get onto, I'm sure, and the six part idea. It was very effective, actually, as a storytelling device. Like when it broke, it had these sort of, you know, cut to black, next title fades up, kind of episodic. Oh, it's like a comic. It reminded me, and you're going to find, yeah, but John, you're going to take offence to this, but you know what? Just because of the 4-3 aspect ratio and the way it was, it reminded me of The Stand, but the original Stand that we've reviewed, actually, before, um, the Stephen King biopic, obviously, <laughs> or epic, sorry, um, Stephen King epic. And basically, it reminded me of that because it was 4-3. Some of the CG was terrible mm. uh, in this film, which is fine. Uh, but it made it feel like a TV movie uh, at times. Um, you know, there's better CG 
in some TV shows now than what is in this film. And I think that is fair to say, um, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. some of the yeah. stuff where they have tried to redo the CG. Um, and the way it sort of told the story felt very TV movie to me. But it worked because I actually think this story needed four hours. It could have done with another hour. Who fucking knows? Like, you know, there's 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 still more character stuff that I feel could have been better. Um, you know, like The Flash. He's got more to him. Come on. And also a bit more to uh, Aquaman, which I know we now have with the Aquaman movie and the Wonder Woman movies and stuff like that. But at the time, obviously we didn't. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's a big improvement. It's obviously not a five Blueberry film because I still think there's a lot of stuff going on um, yeah. that doesn't necessarily work 100% in my vision of the DC universe. Okay. But I'm going to give it a four Blueberry score. I think that's a very good score. I probably would have given the original one too. You know, uh, uh, so this is a, a double improvement in my eyes. And I think Zack yeah. Schneider's done a fantastic job. And later on, we can discuss whether or not this has paved the way for the DCEU, you know, apocalypse war, uh, nightmare stuff to actually occur, which will be very interesting. Um, because I can tell you something, the way that critics have been talking about it, the way the fans have been talking about it, the way that it's in the sort of, you know, popular culture sort of it's, it's having its moment kind of thing um i think there's definitely going to be a discussion at hbo max about that um maybe buying the rights who, who knows so yes that is our thoughts on uh, justice league in terms of overall we're going to have a quick advert and then we're going to jump into some of our highlights the schneider cut hello yes it's the advert section very short advert just want to say that obviously during covid it's been difficult to have new content because there's not been that much that's come out that we've really thought, you know what, this deserves to be reviewed. Mm. You know, you know what I mean, John? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I can't be asked to do anything. Yeah. So obviously we've come up with the how the fuck have you not seen that series? An absolute um smash hit with you, the listeners. So glad you're enjoying that. We've just released Avatar a few weeks ago. We've got train spotting coming up. So, you know, keep supporting us um so that we can come up with more original content. And I will say this, little spoiler warning. Yeah, we have got some great original content ideas coming up. Um, the fan critical brand will be uh, reforging into a new weapon. Some some say, you know, like Thor's axe, you know, he's lost Mjolnir. He's got Stormbreaker. Hmm. So I prefer, I prefer Mjolnir though. Mjolnir, Mjolnir. 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 Mm. Yes. Mjolnir. Um, so please do support us because there's loads of great stuff coming up. Uh, the best way to support us is obviously to subscribe. But uh, you can also give us some some monies to think up these great ideas and also, uh, you know, help us towards hosting costs, equipment costs. Um, this isn't our full-time job. So any support is, you know, greatly appreciated. Uh, and we have a new Patreon today. Um, Shalini. Shalini, thank you very much for signing back up to Patreon. You've returned to us. You left us for a little while. You've come back. You know, you've come back because you loved the Avatar podcast recently that we did, John. She loved it. Wasn't so. Um, isn't her name Shalani? Because I, I remember when she uh, was a Patreon before, before she left us, and uh, never leave us. Yeah, never leave. It. But we will take you back. Never leave. Um, we will definitely take I you think, back. I think it was mentioned that it was, yeah, well, 100%. Yeah. 
Well, no, because I, I think the the reference to her name was uh, was Colony, or as the Americans would say, ah, Carlin. yes, Carlin. so Shalini, correct? Shalini. Yes, John, yeah. fantastic memory. So yes, Shalini, Shalini, thank Shalani. you very much for um for the support, and uh, we are thrilled that you love the Avatar podcast. You know what happened to the other day, John? Someone said to me, "I love the how the fuck have you not seen that series?" The Avatar one was hilarious. You didn't talk about Avatar at all, really. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, no, but we did talk about Small Soldiers for 10 minutes. So Bloody good film. Man. Who's the real winner? I think we should do it. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should do it. I mean, <laughs> personally, ever since we've had that podcast, I've been sitting there thinking, hmm, I need to watch Small Soldiers again. What better time? Uh, so, yes, do check out Avatar Podcast. Shalini, Shalini, thank you so much for your support. Uh, joining the Patreon has, you know, it's great to have you back. And for anyone else who wants to support us financially, um, you do get stuff for your money. We've got, I promise, we've got new content ideas coming out uh, in the next month or so when we reforge Fan Critical into a bit more of an original content brand, uh, a bit more of our own ideas. We've got some great things in the works. So please do uh, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and uh throw some bucks our way you know we'd really appreciate it maybe maybe we should go back and um do like schneider cuts of our old podcasts yeah just make one of our like our podcasts a four hours one instead be good wouldn't it yeah uh would be good a lot of work for me um but yes we will consider that john yes um so listeners if you want more work for me if you want me working till you know the late hours here in Australia, yeah, uh, forging new podcasts, re-editing them, director's cut, the Len cut, uh, the John cut. If you want that, let us know. The John, the John cut is what they want, where nothing's cut. Oh, it's God. all left in. Nothing's cut. All left in. Loads of garbage. <laughs> lots of ums. Just leave ums in the podcast. Um, no, anyway. Yes, enough of this garbage. Um, let's go watch Small Soldiers. No, just kidding. Let's go talk about Justice League again. <laughs> Yay. So, John, here's what I've done. I've decided that the way we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut is to basically say uh, uh, your favourite changes, you know, from the theatrical to the Schneider edition. So I've got some bullet points here and I want to see if there's anything additional that you feel that uh, I've missed. Um, But I thought I'd kick it off with just saying, uh, you know, for me, the number one thing that came out of this edition was the cohesiveness of the story um dark side and now being featured you know made steppenwolf and the whole sort of peril a lot more um not relatable because that's a mental thing to say but a lot more sort of you know well realized and effective as you know as a viewer i felt like okay fuck this is some serious shit that's going down right now yeah you love Darkseid, don't you? It's bloody good. And that bit where um, you get to see him using his little his little undodgeable bean, I mean, that was fucking awesome as well. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Um, but the backstory, though, like, did you enjoy the sort of the gaps that were filled in here? Because, you know, my, par- my partner was watching it with me and she's not really seen any of the other DC films. And I felt like I was worried getting her to watch this film with me because I was like, there's just so much that they're just hoping that you know in the last one. Um, And it just goes all over the place. That this one, 
I felt was cohesive enough that she was actually understanding what was the fuck was going yeah. on. You know? Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same. Me and Michelle watched it, and um, as as we as it began, I was like to Michelle, "Do you remember where we're at in terms of the story?" And she was like, yeah. "Superman dead." And I was like, "Yeah, correct. <laughs> right now, begin." Um, and then obviously they do that at the beginning anyway. Um, yeah. Look, in terms of kind of you talk about the the cohesiveness of the story and yeah you you're absolutely spot on um but it's just the film has more heart like you give a shit about more of it it's not just who's this wise quipping like guy and then the film's finished and it's like well i don't really care about him to be honest yeah he was all right and yeah i'm talking about the flash um but look it's um I'll I'll let you read off your list. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Heart is definitely true. Uh, you know, characters like Lois, I felt were, uh, you know, better served in this film. I felt even Superman and his revival. I actually felt his character a bit more. Even though I still feel that's very rushed. That whole moment. Um, that whole bringing someone back to life and then them sort of being a bit confused about what's going on and then he's fine and saving the day. Still feel that's too rushed. Well, but <clears throat> yeah. there was a couple of extra scenes in there where I was like, okay, there's a bit more breathing here, a little bit more room to grow, you know, and understand what's going on. Um, not enough, but that, you're right, there's more heart. There's more heart. Yeah, so, but 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 even even the, the whole planning of it. So, you know, you... Before, it was just Batman and Wonder Woman having an argument about whether it's a good idea to bring him back to life. And it's like, how have they even got Yes. There? Whereas now yeah, it's how like, okay, so you've got the the two people that actually know what they're doing or talking about in Flash and Cyborg, and it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and, and kind yeah. of... So, okay, so it's like, if you're cheating in a maths test, uh, as long as you can show your workings, okay, fine. And that's what they do here. They show their workings. Um, and it actually, you know, mm-hmm. I, I felt when I watched that bit and then you get Cyborg do the little hologram of Superman coming back, I was like, oh, that's quite cool. I'm, I'm excited. Mm. It's good. Yeah, I felt like the characters had more realistic interactions. Like they actually discussed things instead of in the last one, just quipped at each other quickly and then they were into an action scene and then... They just wanted you to make the leap with them. Like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That makes total sense. It made no sense. Uh, Cyborg, you <laughs> mentioned him there. Um, definitely the most uh, profitable character from this cut uh, in terms of he he just has so much more screen time. And his relationship with his father is better realised. You know, you get the backstory of, of what happened to his character. Um you know, Ray Fisher was very vocal um, about how he felt his character was treated um, on set by Joss Whedon, and also just in the in the edit, and completely justified because fuck me, there was a lot of material that wasn't used. And um, this is the thing: you have the Avengers who have all had standalone films, barring like Black Widow um, and Hawkeye, but who those two have featured heavily in several other of the movies. You know like Iron Man 2 and um, the Captain America film and all this sort of stuff. And basically, to just have a character thrown in there, like at the time, Cyborg, Aquaman and The Flash, you know, half the fucking team, 
uh, and you have like two scenes with them. Yes, it was shit because it, what's going on here? This this you know, Cyborg is fucking mentally powerful because he's built from the mother box, right? Um, but there's just no context to that in the previous version. It's just it's fucking insane. Like, whereas here, I felt that you know we actually got some of his character. Uh, yes, he's depressing, but he's the most improved player. Correct, John? Yeah, absolutely. And um, again, like that, his story makes sense. Like when you see the the flashback to him, and then where it leads. Like, so obviously he's playing, he's playing American football, um, and he gets the ball. He's the running back, and he's and he's there to make the touchdown to win it for his team. And that's exactly what this film is. It's him rediscovering himself yeah. and accepting himself. And then by the end of the film, he's like, you know, give me the ball. You know, that that's that's the story. Give me the, ball. Give me the yeah. ball. Like, I'll I'll win it for the team. I'm not just some random robot guy who no one gives a fuck about. Like, I'm actually in this for a reason. <laughs> um, but so before, before I go mental and just start kicking the shit out of Joss Whedon, there's a couple of things here. Um, one... Did Joss Whedon go? Oh, I'm not happy with this because he's he's bit he's too much like Iron Man. So I'm just going to get rid of him. And then did he go? Well, mm. you know, um, Steppenwolf basically being, you know, a, a field salesperson whilst the boss is calling him up saying what's going on. That's a bit too much like Avengers <laughs> in the whole Loki um, and and Thanos. And so Thanos maybe he's not. No, get rid of that. It's too like Avengers. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was that. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, actually, what else can Avenger- from Avengers can I take that is acceptable? Just inserting random humour in random places. Like, I, I was buzzing that um, they cut the fucking... Because the problem was, it, all the humour in the last one is forced humour. And it relies on the actor being able to carry that off. Like, watching Aquaman sitting on the, the fucking lasso of truth. Um, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that was weird. yeah. Get rid of that. That's stupid. Like, Forgot about that. Very, that this is, is very stupid. serious stuff now. Talking about bringing back Superman. You know, the, like, honestly, J- Joss Whedon, like, he must have sabotaged this on purpose. Because it's not, I mean, look, I wasn't a massive fan of Buffy, but I can accept that the guy is talented. I am. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. But I can accept that the guy is talented. I look at his last mm-hmm. film and it's like, what's happened here? What has happened? You have got to have gone out your way to sabotage this film. So that's it. That's that's my Joss Whedon rant over. So I want to talk about him. Nice. There you go. Um, so you're right completely. Cyborg is 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 the most improved player. Um, here's some things that I loved. Okay. The end sequence before the epilogue. Um, cut all of the shit with this random Russian <laughs> family that lived in the city and trying to rescue them. Yeah. That was garbage. Mm. Right. That's gone. Not only that, it's more visceral, more violent um, in terms of it's real, like realistic. Like you've got Wonder Woman, like literally slicing heads off. Um, you've also got um, Darkseid, who definitely should have been featured in this end sequence. It's mental to me, you know, when we didn't get more Darkseid in the original cut. Uh, and that the heroes lose and you get Flashpoint which is a massive thing in the DC universe. Now, my favourite DC things that have happened outside of the Nolan Batman trilogy and arguably 
the Joker standalone film. And I'm very excited for the Batman standalone film with um, what's his face in it? Because I'm I think that's going to be a fucking good film. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I think that's going to be a fucking great film. Um, kind of fucks up this whole universe a bit, but whatever. Um, I love the animated stuff. You know, Apocalypse War recently was the best DC thing I have seen for years. I love how dark and and brutal that world was. Flashpoint, another thing that obviously gets used here, where the Flash, when the heroes lose, travels faster than the speed of light to reset history and time, is a very comic book trope thing that has been used to save many alternate dimensions of Earth in the DC universe. But you know what? It's fucking great that we got it. The Flash gets more to do here. Cyborg gets more to do here. Um, and it's not just Superman coming back and fucking absolutely destroying Steppenwolf, right? Did you enjoy the ending of this film much more, John? I felt it. I felt emotional watching this. I felt like on the edge of my seat watching this. Yeah, I mean, so the the one thing that I kind of feared at the end of this film is that I, I was sitting there thinking, okay, so the, this Schneider cut is going to mean that I see more of the characters and I give more of a shit about the ending. But it's still going to be mm-hmm. the same ending. Well, it, the outcome is still going to be the same. They're still going to get there in the same way. Um, no, no. Like, honestly, I yeah. mean, can you imagine being the fucking guy that plays uh, what's his name, Ezra Ezra Miller, maybe? Something Ezra, like that. Ezra Miller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine him. Flash. He goes from saving the world by going back in time or turning time back on itself. Yeah, so that's that's what he signed up for. He films that. They then go, actually, fuck yeah, and then that. He races what Superman. we're going to do is we're going to get rid of that. <laughs> so you say three random people we've never heard of that we've just added to the film and then just have a little race for Superman at the end. It's terrible. Like, what the it's fuck? so bad. I, I'd have been all over Twitter. I'd have been like, honestly, my character's way better than this. Uh, if you'd have actually seen the, the what I filmed, it was emotive. When, when he, yeah, like the bit where he, he gets, gets shot. shot, I'm like, oh fucking hell! Like, yeah, this this is this is what it Flash. does well. Yeah. It takes characters yeah. that are seemingly quite vulnerable because you're never really worried about Superman. He's fucking just come back to life for fuck's sake. But yeah, the rest of them, silly. like, use them, use them. So when he get when he got shot there. What I actually thought was going to happen is uh, he would do the thing to turn back in time and then just fucking disappear and be removed and just go to some random timeline or something and sort of sacrifice himself. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then obviously he just comes back. So, well, no, because we need to get the shot at the end. Um, honestly, I had goosebumps when he when he, when he he went back in time or when he turned time back on itself. I couldn't believe that they'd gone in that direction. But more than that, I could not believe that Joss Whedon cut it. That is a travesty that he cut that. But then there's also other things that like that baffle me about this whole end sequence. Like it's amazing when you have Superman. I felt like there was more of a team vibe here. Like everyone was sort of bouncing off each other, like like the Avengers did. But he sort of removed a lot of that from the end sequence. But then also like when. Diana, you know, decapitates Steppenwolf and the head flies back through to the apocalypse yeah. and, and, and where Darkseid cool is. is. Yeah. And you have that scene. I was like, why 
did they have it before where like I think Steppenwolf like got eaten alive by his it, yeah, so he, flying parody. You know why though, didn't you? Because um in the in the Whedon cut which was PG. Yeah. So but also it's like that these are our heroes. They're not they're not supposed to, you know, decapitate this fucking uh, guy. So it's he gets well, <laughs> he gets swallowed up by his own I will say, demons. No. Is, is basically what they've Yeah, I will I will say this. Uh, about that because I know a lot of people out there still have a lot of issues with uh, Zack Snyder's take on certain characters like Batman um, and Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman character actually is very much at odds with the one that exists in her own standalone standalone film. So I will say that about it. Um, especially this one <laughs> who is literally killing people left, right and centre, especially in the bank scene. Dead, dead, you're dead. Well... They were terrorists trying to kill kids, so... I know, but still, it's not her character. <laughs> but, um, you know, Batman as well doesn't famously doesn't shoot people and happy to kill anyone in the last couple of films he's been in. So I understand people are annoyed about that sort of stuff, and that's fair enough. But this is Zack Snyder's vision. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I quite like a darker, grittier take on it. You know, we've got the Marvel Universe, which is which has its dark moments, don't get me wrong, but... I love Marvel stuff for what it is. You know, I want something different. I want something a bit darker because I've already got the sort of more, you know, I love Marvel so much as you all know, but, you know, I've just been watching WandaVision. Love that. Captain um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. First episode. Very good. Like, you know, they're great at what they do, but I'm happy with the darker shit. Like like, like the Watchmen universe was, you know, um, mm. darker. Well, can you imagine? Sometimes a, comes. A- can you imagine a Joss, a Joss Whedon cut of the Watchmen? Probably be about four minutes long. <laughs> no Rorschach. No Rorschach. Let's get rid of him. Uh, yeah. Doctor Manhattan's green for some he's reason, and then they, well. they go. He's too too similar to the Hulk, and then you're like, oh fuck, and then he's completely <laughs> reshoots it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Fuck me. Anyway. So yeah, the ending was much better. I think uh, it'd be good to talk about um, the epilogue. Now, a lot of people have problems with epilogues. Um, you know, I actually love them. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King epilogue is one of my favourite things ever. The film ends like seven times. <laughs> but I'll tell you something, I'm in buckets. Of t- every time I see that film, I'm in buckets of fucking tears. Mm. You know? Yeah. I When Frodo leaves, spoiler warning. Oh, um, spoiler just gets warning me every time. for anyone that's not seen um, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you like the epilogue, John? Did you like the stuff we got here? A couple of highlights just to let you discuss them. Martian Manhunter, um, interesting. Also, uh, the Nightmare Vision. Yeah. The Premonition. Yeah. So, um, I, so I like the Nightmare um, Premonition, um, and I thought it's fairly obvious that's what it was immediately. Um, so I've seen some takes where it's like some people confuse what the fuck's going on for like ten minutes. Um, but. Uh, Jared Leto is a terrible, terrible Joker. I, like, I, I don't care what anyone says. No one is convincing me that his interpretation of the Joker isn't dreadful. Honestly, it's terrible. He's mm. he's caught between. Mm. It's like, it, is he camp? Is he menacing? Or, he just comes across as that like douchebag that you went to uni with. That you, he like, you know. If it's like a fancy dress party, you're going to get four jokers. He's one of them, and he's the worst one in the room. Like, 
He's terrible, man. He's terrible. Yeah. His laugh, everything he's trying to it's do. It's a shame. Here, it's like he's a good actor. Ah, ah, yeah. That's, ah, oh my word, man. Yeah, but it's like. Sorry, that that was actual audio from the. <laughs> like, even with and and okay, I mean, it's it's not his fault that he's um he's caught between two Oscar-winning performances in Heath and and obviously Joaquin. And that, and that again, they're very different interpretations because they've all had pressure. You know, when when Heath was first cast as a Joker, everyone was like, well, "He's never going to be like Jack Nicholson," and then he absolutely na- he nailed it, smashed it out of the park. You got Joaquin following up on Heath. Okay, he had a little less pressure because of <laughs> Jared Leto's take, but it's still like, well, fucking hell, he's never going to be as good as Heath, and he goes and wins the Oscar. So it's like there's room to do your own version of the Joker. It's just what he's decided to do is abysmal. It's terrible, Mm. man. Yeah, uh, I guess it's one of those questions as well. Do we place the blame on him or is this a a Schneider direction thing? It's it's tough to know. Like, you know, I think think this nightmare stuff is good and it's my favourite part of the DC universe. Like, I actually... There's the Injustice story, which is where... Lois dies, spoiler warning, Lois dies, Batman, uh, Superman, in his rage, decides, no, humanity can't be trusted. It's actually Joker who kills Lois. Um, and then basically decides to police the Earth himself, turning it into sort of a, he's a dictator, essentially. Dictator. Very dark. Yeah, yeah. And it divides, yeah, yeah it divides the, the sort of Justice League into people who are trying to fight against his new regime. Um, but this is a take on, you know, Lois being killed and then the uh, anti-life uh, equation being used on Superman, who then essentially pleases Earth for Darkseid. Also a riff on the Apocalypse War stuff, which if you haven't seen Apocalypse War, go check it out. It's on Netflix or whatever streaming service you use. <laughs> I think it's on a few. Uh, animated, two-hour film, very dark, absolutely brutal some of your favorite heroes are bad guys uh basically end of the world end of the universe sort of stuff but the stakes are awesome the characters are great and it's brilliant so go watch that uh, and i'm excited if you know i want to see that movie i i want everything to go to <laughs> shit and i want people to die and i want you know the thing about the heroes in 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 the dc universe is they are godlike they're more mythical yeah um they're overpowered you know what i mean yeah. so when you see them and this is you know dark side who is the all-powerful in this universe literally decapitating the like you know a lantern and shit like that do you know what i mean yeah. that's some powerful stuff yeah. i want to and that sounds grim i want to see that shit yeah. um i want to see our heroes literally brought to their knees becoming slaves and then having to fight back that is awesome shit that's like end game sort of level stuff you know so um, I want to see that. John, do you think we are going to get that now that the Schneider Cut is out? So let's let's just let everyone know the timeline of what's going on with DC. The next thing's coming out uh, is the Batman. with a whole new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Um, different time period, every, all that shit, right? It seems that the DC universe, stuff like Shazam, Black Adam, seems it's going in a different direction to what, this offered up it seems like this was a reset button a few years ago and they went right let's just fucking redo some shit um and then we'll build up to another justice league or something what do you think now john are we gonna get i think i uh, schneider so, back for a sequel um 
I think all bets are off now that you've got someone like um I mean there are so many big players now um in on demand television that are looking for their own original content and it would be um it would be remiss of them to turn around and go well no this was just a one gig deal like they'll they'll be monitoring how many people have subscribed to HBO Max um how many streams it has got across all of its licensing across the world um and they'll be sitting there thinking do you know what if we approach him cuz cuz Zack Schneider I mean he's made the film as it was supposed to be made he's not he's not going or oh, should I leave yeah um this fucking Martian fella, <laughs> man hunter. Should I leave him in just for a laugh? He's going. No, I, I'm going to make it as if yeah. there was going to be a next film. Um, yeah. So that's right. I, I I would not be at all surprised to see um, a follow on from this. Um, and uh, I think it's going to happen, bro. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I think I, I, it would almost it would almost be surprising if it didn't happen now that. It's again. Look, let, let's let's not understate the fact we're talking about a film that's gone from forty percent approval to seventy four percent. That is outrageous yeah, still, jump yeah. for the same, for effectively the same story. Um. So yeah, do I think there's going to be another one? Uh, probably. Um. What I would say about DC is they, the thing that I like about them, they're not that they, they don't hamstring themselves. Like, you know. The Joker. That's not. There's pressure to link it to Batman and all that, but it doesn't. They don't need to do that. They yeah. can have these. Yeah. They can have these solo and the films Batman. that are just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, so they could do that. Obviously, Black Adam's going to do over a billion dollars because the Rock's in it. Like, is the Rock's in it? You know, yeah. he's a superstar. Um. So Shazam's also all right. Like it's actually did all right. Like, and I actually quite enjoyed that film. I think there's silly parts to it, but it's funny at times. Yeah, so Shazam is like <laughs> the. I mean, I have absolutely no interest in that character, and I thought the film was just. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a popcorn film. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm not I'm not overly offended, but I'm never going to go right. I need to get Shazam as part of my film collection, um, or in a film conversation i'm never i'm never oh, gonna well. go have you never seen shazam that's awkward how the fuck have you not seen i was that? sending you that as your birthday present <laughs> um but it's um, special edition but, but that's but the character himself like they can do marvel stuff with him so it's like okay yeah cool yeah They're servicing that type yeah. of, of audience yeah i i think it's going to happen. I, I just I just think that now the momentum... If this had come out, and like I said, I thought it'd be shit, and I thought there's no save in this film. It's been saved. It's still not a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a very good film, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes, it's four hours long. It's a, And it's not going to be for everyone. But I think what this has shown is there is a thirst for more. <laughs> um, now, whether that takes you know an episodic turn... Imagine a season... Uh, of TV, like a one, like a ten episode HBO show, which was you know the fall of the Justice League or whatever the fuck you want to call it, Apocalypse War, um, Nightmare, you know whatever. Well, I mean, we would definitely be podding on it. I'll tell you that for a start, a hundred percent. But imagine that. I think ten hours could do a story real justice. So, pardon the pun. So, um, I do <laughs> think there's there's you know HBO Max. They've got money, man. Just do it. Like, and I, I can see it happening. Um, there's a lot of buzz around at the moment that uh, people people are 
you know, asking for it. And Zack Schneider's not denying that it's a possibility. Um, so that's exciting. And, and, you know, it's, it's nice to have, um, you know, and I will say this, like the Marvel films are fantastic and we love them to pieces. Um, especially, you know, some of the standouts in that series, like the Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ragnarok, Endgame, and uh, obviously Infinity War, which is the absolute standout in my opinion. In- Infinity War um, is the standout. And and I would say for like five, ten years from now, that, that to me will, will still be a five-bloob film. Um, 100%. 100%. 100%. But... If you look at DC and how messy it is, and it is messy, I think, in terms of the way that they have just gone about their films and their structure and trying to catch up to Marvel and everything. If you look at them and go, well, you know, let's be honest, like the Nolan Batman trilogy is arguably the greatest superhero trilogy that will ever be made. Um, plus the Dark Knight on its own is arguably the greatest superhero film that's ever been made. Joker was an absolute revelation. Um, You know, they've got some fucking bangers in there, arguably higher rated movies. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, They've got some clout now. They've got some weight behind their actions. I think the Batman, I'm very excited. The trailers are very good. I'm excited to see what's going on with Riddler. I'm excited to see some of this shit. Uh, I think that's going to be a home run. Matt, what's his name? Matt Reeves doing that one. He's good. I'm excited. So, um, you know, watch watch this space for DC. I mean, we, you know, we love DC. We haven't covered it as much because I'm going to be honest that, you know, the Aquaman films and Wonder Woman, they weren't necessarily up our street. And that's just because, you know, we were more interested in the Marvel stuff. But if DC starts climbing its way back with its more, you know, Justice League films, we'll be there. Yeah, I mean, we'll be I there mean, 110%. Look, you say that. I mean, we did a whole fucking series on The Watchmen. That's DC. We did. Well, yes. Okay. Watchmen, I, I hold in a different bracket of sort of realistic superhero shit, even though it's got Mr. Man, uh, Mr. Manhattan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, doctor to you, mate. Mr. Hell. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have an autograph, please, Mr. Manhattan? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. So, yes. So stick around here at Fancritical for more DC stuff. John, any final thoughts on Justice League um, before I give our listeners a lovely treat? Um. No, just look. I I think um, this this film is like a victory for um, not just Zack Schneider, but also like that like that artistic integrity. I, I remember um, seeing a, a an a, who was it? It was like an interview years ago with um, one of the guys that I think it was John Hurt actually um, about oh, um, legend. Uh, the film Snowpiercer. Um, Great film. Yeah. And he was he was raging at the fact that I mean, okay, Harvey Weinstein, he's he's done far worse things now. <laughs> you know. But back then, um, he pretty much canned off all of the marketing for Snowpiercer in the US um to to bomb the film uh because they wouldn't recut it how he wanted it to be recut. Um so he basically wanted it to fail. Yeah. Now, okay, that's mm. a, a slightly different um, outcome here, but this is a victory for for all artistic integrity. Like let 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 someone make what they want to make, and don't just fucking turn around. Um, and just, I mean, again, Joss Whedon, mate, 
he he he's got some. I mean, all right, he's going through the mill a little bit in terms of these abuse claims, but um, yeah. and I'm not suggesting that. Deserved I'm not suggesting if he makes a five blue film next that he's that's going to rescue his career. Um, but fuck me, if he does get through these abuse claims, um, I I would love to see his hot take on this this film. I would love to see it. Oh, I think he's come out of this. I think he's having a very bad run at the moment. I mean, with all the like you said, the claims and the people coming forward, but also the way he, Ray Fish Ray Fisher spoke about him and the fact that this cut is now immeasurably better uh, than what he did. Um, he's in a bad place. Well, well, here's the thing, Len. So there's obviously a Flash film, um, and yep. yeah, and and obviously Cyborg was was cut from that um ray fisher was cut from that film uh, allegedly because of speaking out about um his treatment um on the set of of justice league by joss joss whedon who he pretty much just called a bellend um <laughs> I, I don't know if that i don't know if bellend translates in the u.s but um if it doesn't it means end of your cock <laughs> no but as an insult um Anyway, he basically called him a bellend. That's how I read into it. And um, I'd be interested to see with all of the kind of because there's there's a Ray Fisher love in now um, that Mm -hmm. he's 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 kind of he's got his own justice um, uh, in this. I I wonder if there's going to be pressure on that studio to maybe maybe a Ray Fisher cut of of the Flash film. Who knows? Could interesting happen. very interesting that yeah I've, i'm fascinated by that flash film I, I think we'll have to see how that goes i think tonally that will be an interesting watch um if it sits somewhere between this dark gritty world and the cw flash series which is extremely camp um it's difficult to know where that's going to sit uh that's where i think dc gets held back a little bit i think it needs um i don't know i, I i'll be interested to see what happens that with john that's that that one concerns me that's that feels like a an Aquaman type vibe, even though that was fine. And I love Jason Momoa. It's fine. It's just not going to be, it's going to be like a 70% film, you know, you know? Um, right. So uh, me and John were sitting here and we're thinking, right, when we originally did the Justice League podcast two years ago or whatever, um, the one, we actually recorded one of the funniest things we've ever done. Um, and we know a lot of you won't have heard it because it was early on in our um, production and uh, essentially we didn't have that many listeners. So we thought, what better way to treat you all than to just replay this amazing quiz that we did uh, called, you know, uh, DC or not DC um, all those years ago. Honestly, still brings me to tears listening to it now. Um, I, I, You know, we were going to try and make a new quiz, but I was like, look, that's fucking amazing, that quiz. I, I just want to play it again so I can laugh at it myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so we've got a little treat for you. We're going to play that um, to play the episode out. So thank you, John, for being with me today. Mm, cheers, mate. No worries. Um, and, you know, thanks, listeners, for, you know, sticking with Zach Schneider, sticking with us all these years. And as a treat, um, here's young Len, young John, young Gaz, uh, playing DC or not DC. So 
So guys, the way this game works is this one is going to be turn-based because I know how you two bicker over, uh, you know, who called out what first. So this is going to be turn-based and what's going to happen is I'm going to name you a superhero that at some point or in any incarnation of the Justice League has joined the Justice League, okay? And all you've got to say is whether they're real or whether they're something that I have made up. <laughs> This is going to be terrible. Fucking hell. I have no idea about DC. I'll say a character's name, like a, a superhero's name, and then you say DC or not DC. Yeah? John. Animal Man. <laughs> um, I hope... It's DC. Is, what are you saying, DC? I'm saying DC. Correct. He is in the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> oh. That is mental. Who's I'm Animal Man? man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's your turn next. Beetle Boy. Have you just insulted him, or is that the question? <laughs> What's your answer, Gaz? Oh, far out. I mean, animal <laughs> Beetle Boy could be Animal Man's um... <laughs> psychic. Honestly, <laughs> it can't be. I'm going to say not DC. Correct. I made him up this morning. Beetle Boy uh, is not real. Uh, only in my mind. Um, that's one all. That's one all after round one. John, Dr. Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no real. way that can be true. That can't be true. I've got to say no. So you're saying not DC? Not DC. Correct. I also made him up. <laughs> not a dinosaur. Doing really well so far, guys. Everyone correct. Okay, Gareth, your turn. Ambush bug. <laughs> That's probably real. Ambush bug? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'd, I honestly, right, it sounds, <laughs> that is so stupid, there is no way, Len is never going to, he is never going, <clears throat> ambush bug sounds like it could be a, I reckon it's got to be real, you're not making that up. <clears throat> okay, you're saying DC, is that correct? I'm going to say ambush bug. Is DC. Correct. He is in the Justice League. Unbelievable. Well, very well, guys. You've got two more each and then we're done. So this is t tied at two all. Very good. This is actually hilarious. John. Professor Plastic. Says <laughs> 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 <So> recycle. <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, Professor Plastic is... Um, surely he's an enemy of, of Aquaman. All the uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
So <clears throat> I, <laughs> I'm going to say yes, DC. I made him up this morning, Professor Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> that gives Gaz the opportunity to lead. With, uh, okay, Gareth, here's yours to take the lead. Elongated man. <laughs> There's no way that's true. I tell you what, that is ridiculous. However, I've actually heard of elongated man. Fuck off. I know for a fact that he's real. I know he's real. And um, I just no, don't he's, know. He's in Marvel. Whether he's Marvel or DC. Um, but, <laughs> no, but the rule is, it's either DC or Lens Venger Mark, isn't it? So I've yeah, got that is true, yeah. I've 100% heard of him, and um, he's he's ridiculous, I think, but I'm going to say DC. Correct, he is a DC character, elongated man. All right. That's so, I mean, that is awful. Yeah. John, you, you need this to stay in the game, mate. Okay? Here we go. Tomorrow, woman. or not DC? I am going to go DC. Correct, DC. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that is mental. I'm Googling tomorrow, woman. That is mental. So, Gareth, to win the game, no pressure. Sergeant Squid. Gareth, I need a DC or not DC. And did he earn the name something, or like was he just given that? And it's like, well, you're, you're only a pri- you're only a like a you work in a sales office, but we'll call you sergeant. He's been court-martialed. <laughs> oh. Sergeant Squid. I'm sorry, that's see that is something that they make up. <clears throat> Not DC. Come on. Congratulations, Gareth. You've just won the inaugural DC or not DC. That is the question. Well done. Commiserations, John. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that game. That was DC or not DC. That is the question. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.